you're listening to i mean can we discuss and i am your host astrid ferguson we will be discussing different issues that can be debated articulated chopped up any kind of way there's no real set way to this it could be culturally it could be socially it could just be how we're feeling today so You're here for the randomness, and I hope you're here to stay. So remember to subscribe, share, and tell me what you think. Hey, 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 welcome to a new episode of I Mean, Can We Discuss? And I am your host, Astra Ferguson, and this is season two, episode seven. I know you guys missed me last week, but I wasn't going to be able to do it last week. I was beat. Plus, I had my uh, second module training for being a life coach this week this weekend that just passed so I was like exhausted and I just I couldn't be there I couldn't show up for you guys so I apologize for that Um, but today I wanted to talk about uh, both my experience of uh, my module of being a life coach and setting goals As you can see from uh, listening before you tuned in, that was my son in the background. I wanted to give you a first-hand, I guess, vision into what happens. Like, for me, whenever I'm setting a goal... Um, I think I'm on top of it. I think I'm getting things done. And then that's what I hear. Um, So I wanted to give you a firsthand view into motherhood and how that can get in the way a lot with setting goals. But before I get into that, I wanted to share my experience that I had over my second uh, module training for being a certified life coach. So with being a certified life coach, you have to go through peer coaching, group coaching, mentor coaching, you know, success coaching, and even take on some interviews on the side or discovery calls with people um, just to get used to doing those introductory coaching calls. So there's a lot of coaching. And if you want to be one of those, I still have eight spots open. So, you know, um, send me an email or come on over to AstraFerguson.com and email me if you're interested in one of those. You can actually book it through my website as well. So head on over there if you're interested. 
So there, so there is a lot of coaching going on before you're actually really coaching clients. And this kind of hit me pretty hard because in the peer coaching, it's like a good four of us. One, two, three, four. Yeah, like four or five of us. And there is one of the beautiful ladies or great ladies that's in my peer group that we kept going over the same subject like every week and it's like she wasn't getting it she kept getting stuck in the same place and which is fine I didn't say anything to her we never said anything to her but in the back of my mind I kept saying you know, like, oh my God, what is going on? Maybe she's not made out for this. Maybe she's not cut for this. If we have to keep going over the same topic again and again and again every week. We are required to meet for 12 weeks an hour each for it to count towards our certification. You know, there is a lot that you have to do to become a certified coach, which also opens up my eyes to people who are, you know, um, spending all this time with a coach who may not be certified. Like, I'm like, I'm wondering where they're getting all their information or their training from. Hopefully it's not just from their life experiences because you learn quite a bit when you are surrounded by other people. Um, so I'm just, eager to know what that would look like. But anyway, going back to what I was saying. Um, in this peer group, I'm finding myself judging this poor woman. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe she needs to give this up. Maybe this isn't going to work out. Maybe it's not what she thought it was going to be. Or maybe it's too difficult. Or, you know, of course, without saying anything. And she drops a major bomb on us the day before the second module begins. And, you know, obviously she starts by saying she wants to thank us all for being so supportive of her, of giving her all of the time that she needs and help and um, always taking the time out to reiterate on the, you know, the problems or, or the sections that she's having a difficult time with. And, you know, uh, she knows she may seem kind of odd because she's pretty quiet because she's trying to digest it all. And then she says, she proceeds to say the reason why she's having such a hard time and she's been so quiet is because she is dyslexic at that moment something happened to me where I was like wow imagine how many of us sit here judging people just like her because she has an invisible illness Just sit with that for a moment. 
So many times we are so quick to judge others for the way we think they should respond or where we think they should be at in life or the way we think they should receive our messages or our lectures or lessons. But we never sit back to reflect that we're placing judgment and we really don't know what this person is dealing with. And just because they're different doesn't mean that they're less or worse than we are or vice versa. I mean, I never actually sat back to think that maybe she was having, you know, uh, um, some personal blocks or, I mean, aside from the regular blocks that we all have, but it never dawned on me that it was a possibility that she had a mental illness that prevented her from learning at the speed that, you know, other people would. I mean, I was like, okay, I can get it the two, three times around, but it's now the eighth or ninth week and we're still going over the same thing. So it caused me to really sit back and reflect and check myself on those things because I know I've said it here before on the podcast, I have an autistic nephew and I'm always, always trying to learn how I could relate to him, how I can understand him, how can I communicate at his level, not my level, his level. And I may not always get it all right, but I'm always willing to try. So I wanted to share that because I I challenge you all to actually sit back and reflect in your life of where you may have done this. Or maybe if you could go back in time and maybe even ask the person what they were going through at the moment. So now about setting goals. So we're reaching the tail end of February. We're getting into March time frame of 2020, which usually is about the time frame where people completely slack off from the intentions or goals that they set from the beginning of the year. So I wanted to take this time to actually talk about this because it was also something that I learned like A lot of times the reason why we have a hard time setting goals is because one, there's a lack of intention. Two, there could be a lack of passion. Three, there could be, you know, some fear of failure. Four, there could be a fear of success. Or five, you may not, you don't really know how to set goals um, that can, that you actually believe or will be achieving, which happens to a lot of us. So 
Let me go back to each one of these. So lack of intention. Lack of intention could be, could be, you know, um, you're kind of, you know, on the sidelines, you're kind of testing things out and maybe, you know, um, you don't really know where you're at with this at the moment. You feel like it's something you should be doing, but it's, it's not something you truly believe in in your gut or your core right now, you know? Um, so it could be because of that lack of intention right there. Then lack of passion. I can definitely speak to this because this happens to me. Plenty of us, especially the ones who listen to this podcast, you love reading, right? I love reading. I love reading self-help books mostly. Um, I do enjoy reading fiction and I absolutely love poetry. But there are times where I hit these slumps because everything that I have to do starts getting in the way. Or I've been reading these certain books and I kind of lose interest so I kind of lose, I, I get into the slump of having a lack of passion for it, right? So you either have to change what you're reading or take a complete, you know, press pause on it for a moment because you kind of lost your passion in it, right? Um, or it could be like uh, an example in your own business, Um I don't particularly enjoy blogs. I love writing, but ironically, I don't really enjoy blogs. And that could be for, you know, uh, quite a few reasons. One's like, I feel like I have to do it. Or um, it could be you don't have a passion for the subject at that moment. You think it's what would be good for your your clients or your uh, readers or or possible niche audience, but it may not be something that is of interest to you. So that is a lack of passion. So maybe that's stopping you from creating this goal. There could be a fear of failure. That's a big one for me. I'm always thinking about, well, maybe this goal is too high and I might fail at it, right? One of the big things I used to struggle with was with public speaking, I avoided it like the plague. I still kind of avoid it sometimes. Um, and then I find out that is also a little bit of that lack of passion. I'm not always the type of person who enjoyed being the center of attention. So it's like I have to come to terms that maybe it's just really not who I am. Or, or you know, if I do it, I have to do it in the way that I enjoy. Like, teaching or helping others overcome something or healing or being a subject matter in something, you know, I don't particularly enjoy it when I'm just talking about me, you know, so having an awareness around, around those things is crucial to goal setting. Then number four, which was fear of success. Fear of success, believe it or not, many of us have it. And it's that whole, 
you know, I, I mean, it can, it can come up for you in your life in a lot of different ways. Like if you're always single, for an example, you fear being in a relationship because it's like, oh, they might really get to know me and they may not really like the real me. I've always been cheated on in the past and I'm afraid that this time I'm going to be cheated on again. Or it could be that you fear having that life of abundance or fear of, you know, wealth because you've always been told that having a lot of money is what makes people, you know, bad. Money is bad. Money turns you to an evil person. You become greedy. You you throw your friends under the bus. Or what happens to a lot of us? We feel like people who are successful or who who have grown up in abundance or never had to fight for anything is not worth listening to. Because we feel like, oh, they don't know our problems. In a way, it's kind of like there's a fear of success there. Why? We all have similar demons or monsters that we have to overcome inside, right? Those inner critics that show up for us and prevent us from being successful. That doesn't have to do with any kind of financial status, background, culture, ethnicity, skin color, or what have you. Then the fifth one, which is not knowing how to set goals. I know I've talked about this before as well, where many of us have been trained to set goals the wrong way. We're like, oh, create smart goals. Okay, well, from what? Usually we start with goals that we know we're not going to achieve. So it's kind of like we set ourselves up for failure, like resolutions, which is why I stopped doing resolutions a long time ago. Instead, what I started doing is setting intentions and manifesting for the next year. And if I don't know it, then it's setting those goals that are backed by action. So whenever you set goals, they should be motivating. Like what's in it for you? Ask yourself that question. What's in it for me? I mean, We all want to say that, oh, we're kind people and we're always worried about somebody else. But this is about you. What's in it for you? Then it's from where are you creating these SMART goals? Are they achievable goals? Are they goals that you can start like right now, like today? If you can't start doing something today towards this goal, then it's not an achievable goal. Then you have to write it down. I'm not going to lie. This is something that I always have to do. Like I ended up getting a whiteboard in my house because I was like, I don't know why it didn't dawn on me before. But that's actually how I stayed productive in my own job. Writing it down and glancing at it every day. Creating checklists every day. That actually helped me be very, very productive. If you are a person who really enjoys reading and maybe you want to create better blog posts about it, 
get yourself a whiteboard. Start writing down important points on this whiteboard instead of just, you know, sticky notes or or things that you're going to lose. Then create an action plan. You'd be surprised how many people set intentions and manifest and do not create any sort of action plan. It's like they feel like the universe is just going to miraculously just give it to you. While those are great, great um, beliefs to have, at the end of the day, you still got to create action towards them. I mean, if you're not working towards it, you're not going to meet the universe halfway, right? I mean, that's what I'd like to believe. And then finally, what, how are you going to hold yourself accountable? You'd be surprised how much that accountability piece can either make or break your goals. So accountability could look like you're going to set a reminder on your phone. Or maybe you're going to get a friend that's going to do it with you. Or maybe you're going to sign up for that, that class, that, that, um, that uh, fitness class that meets up every Wednesday. And you're going to pay for it ahead of time. So you show up because now you have money in the game. You have skin in the game. So you're going to show up because you put your money up front. Or maybe you're going to do buddy reads with a with a with a, a buddy to hold you accountable. Or you're going to have your significant other do it with you. That accountability piece is crucial to the goal setting. So, hopefully, with me saying all of this, you will actually look back in time of what you set for the year and see where possibly you fell short or maybe where you can pick up from or what you need to kind of tweak so that you can stay on the goal that you set for the year and going forward. If you have really big goals, start really big. Like what is the end and work backwards. Prioritize, get yourself organized and remember to set boundaries for yourself on what is achievable, if it's really measurable, is it scalable and of course, Add that accountability piece to hold yourself accountable. Remember, you are the only person who knows what you really want and what you can really achieve. No one else can tell you. Even if somebody has told you in the past that you weren't good at something, which goes back to number two of the goal setting, which is the lack of passion. If somebody has ever told you that you're not good at anything, you're not worth it, you're not this. A lot of times those people have been projecting their own fears onto you. And now you have developed a lack of passion based on someone else's fear. So remember to go back and reflect on these things. If it's really, really important, go do it. It's holding you back. And with that, that concludes this season two, episode seven. Hopefully you enjoyed it and I came back with a bang for you. And until next time, guys.
that was a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening to, I mean, can we discuss? Don't forget to subscribe, follow us if you want to see what we're up to, what projects we're up to, and enjoy the rest of your day, night, wherever you might be. I was your host, Asher Ferguson, signing off.